You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. Nostalgia is one of the strongest forces in the human psyche and is responsible for the continued existence of some of our favorite fandoms. From the minds behind the Dole Up and Dreams podcast and Isolation Cast Voices from Quarantine, Saturday Morning Confidential takes you on a deep dive into the properties that helped influence the artists and creators of today. So whether you are a Goonie, a Gem Girl, a Digi Destined, or you just want to return to Oz... New episodes release on Fridays bi-weekly starting January 1st of 2021. And join us on the Wednesdays after the main show for the Serial Killer Radio Hour, where we sit down with the people responsible for the toys, shows, and fandoms that you love. Now you can find Saturday Morning Confidential at certainpov.com backslash smcpod or on your favorite podcast platforms. So don't forget to tune in for another deep dive into the files of Saturday Morning Confidential. Amorcaso. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with this one. As as long as no one out there takes it and then copyrights it and stuff. Even though I've been talking about it, it's a, the concept has been in the wild for 15 years. No, Target's going to introduce still, the Amorcaso watch. <laughs> Welcome back for another shift on the Geeks Watch. We are here. We're talking about Loki, episode five, Journey into Mystery. That's right. <gasps> what episode is like this, you, Mitch? I mean, this is episode of, of the Geeks Watch or episode of, of Loki? Of Loki. Yeah. What episode, episode five. Oh, yeah. episode five. I thought... Yeah. I, it's the, it's, and it's the it's, one before oh, oh. the penultimate. <laughs> it's the penultimate. penultimate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm glad that is such that is a running uh. joke we're gonna do it at every show that we watch. I need I'm, to I'm, for this. Like if if it, this isn't love of pages, you can't do that here. <laughs> watch me. <laughs> uh, no, I, I am kind of I'm I'm sad that it's the second to last episode and everything. Similar to WandaVision, it feels like there should be so much more. I feel like there should be so much more because we haven't gotten a lot. Mm-hmm. At least that's for me. So, but we'll get into that. We'll talk about that when we get into the episode. Steven, I think you had something you needed to do here. What? I, Mitch, I forgot. <laughs> This is, this is supposed to be where I introduce what the show is? Nope, this is where you introduce everybody. Because oh. I'm so terrible about getting people to greet, to to <laughs> say hi. Oh, okay. Okay, well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the first time I'm doing this. Today, I am joined... I, I, well, I'm Steven. I am joined by the man himself, the, like, the CEO, all of the titles of Geekly Media, Mitch... I'm cutting all of that out. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> uh, and his lovely, fantastically talented, and incredible on her own fiance, Elizabeth. Hi. 
<laughs> uh, and then my other, uh, the, the other person who joins me on the our book podcast, Love of Pages, Jess. Hi. And then the man himself. Like I, I should have put you in the penultimate position. In this <laughs> I realized. You know that. what? That's okay because this puts me in the ultimate penal position. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that you can cut out. <laughs> nope. That's not going to be cut out. Best shot. Hi. <laughs> this is what you get with me. <laughs> all right. Now that we've all been introduced, we're going to get into our week's watch. So, Elizabeth, what did you watch this week? So. I was going to talk about the movie, actually, four of the five of us got to go watch together yesterday. Stephen, unfortunately, is experiencing life in a much funner city, so he had plenty of other things to do. Uh, I went to the airport last night. (laughs) Hey, that's more than we did. No, uh, we went to go see Black Widow, which was excellent, but... You can talk about that. Well... just don't spoil it. Anybody else wants to talk about Yeah, just it. don't spoil it. No, no you're I mean, first. Really, no, you, you, first. You earned this. <laughs> by, by going first all these times, you have earned the right to, like, yeah, to just take, take it. this movie from them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't feel like that's what we agreed to, but I'll roll with it. Um, no, it was absolutely excellent. I obviously do not come into any of these MCU movies or anything of that nature with any background in what the comics say or what's Mm -hmm. supposed to have occurred. I don't even usually watch the trailers. Mitch just says, we're going to see this movie. And I go, okay, we're going to see this movie. (laughs) And off we go. Um, It's, I I do a lot of pre pre research on this stuff, but I thought it was really excellent. Um, I very much enjoyed the, which is probably, which has become pretty standard in the MCU stuff. The comedy that comes Mm -hmm. with the action, which is always fun. Um, lightens the mood but no overall I enjoyed it uh, in theaters it was good to be back watching something with everybody even if John struggled to sit through two hours worth of movie yeah it's, uh, we'll talk about that <laughs> <laughs> like a diarrhea issue <laughs> no it's just uh, you know just you take for granted that at home you can pause the movie and go to the bathroom whenever yeah. So I was like, "Oh, this, it's time yeah. to go right now." <laughs> no, I, the best the best part of the fact that John had to go to the bathroom <laughs> in the new movie is that he's tall enough, and since we sat in the back row, his head got into the projector, <gasps> so everybody got to see John get yep, up and go to the bathroom. Yeah, that's why it was entertaining. Um, <laughs> Did I block out like a key seat or something? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, not all of no, the scenes. You just saw this like head on the lower part of the screen kind of walk by. So that was John. Okay. There's like a note that's on screen for half a second, and the person reacts to it. They're like, How could you write that about me? (laughs) John blocked just the note out. Pretty much. Pretty much. But so, no, overall, I thought it was excellent and definitely worth your dollars to go back into the theaters. Plus, you get movie popcorn, which is very different than what we get at home. Yep. Even if Mitch has all the gadgets <laughs> and all the salts. Um, but yeah, so that's what I watched this week. I, I think I'd say my, my favorite part of the movie, and it's not specific enough, but it's just the interaction between the four family members, quote unquote family members, and how mm. they very much treat themselves like an arguing family. So if you watch the other Florence Pugh movie that she put out, The Fighting <laughs> with My Family, uh, about uh, that was her, right? Yeah, it's a uh, 
Was it her? Paige? I don't know. You're no asking idea. the wrong person. I think it was her. It's her. <laughs> we'll find out. Talking about uh, it's being the wrestler, is being it, a professional wrestler. Is it Paige? Yeah. Being the first few was it was in this yeah um okay. is, can she just get along with her family in any movies she was <laughs> not women also <laughs> <laughs> but yeah they do the it's the whole like just bickering part like even though they're in the middle of a big shootout scene they're bickering with each other like as mm-hmm. if they were family members and that's I, I thought that was the best part for me mm. uh, Elizabeth as a person who doesn't necessarily watch the movie with this the with like an eye to the exact same kind of points as the rest of us do sometimes like yeah. Mitch or I will like nitpick this or that mm-hmm. Jess will like sometimes talk about like the the plot of something mm-hmm. uh like depending on the person everyone has a different thing they watch for did you come away with any particular favorite character from this movie probably that's that's really hard because they they all had their positives and negatives probably the sister Mm-hmm. Um, Elena. Florence Pugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Pugh, every. What I was. I was curious if you came away with that same thing because yeah. that's what everyone has said about this movie so far. Because I mean, Scarlett Johansson is always fantastic, but she was very much in. The, I've already seen her character, and this is very much just an extension of her character. It's not like there's. She comes to terms with more of her past, but she doesn't. It, there's not a massive character growth. Mm. Whereas I feel like with the sister, there is a decent amount of character growth and she's just a newer character. And I think she's fun. Okay. I don't think I gave anything away. I don't think so either. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I just want to bring up, this is written by the same person who wrote uh, the WandaVision episodes, Jack Schaefer. So Mm -hmm. we have that uh, Mm -hmm. continuity going on there. Uh, This is directed by Kate Shortland who has uh, done other work, a lot of TV work, but I haven't really, I don't really know a lot of her other uh, directing stuff. Lore being one of the stuff that she, she directed. The and, Amazon series? I don't, I think it's a movie, not a series. Huh. Yeah. It says it's a movie. Oh, interesting. Because uh, I'm with you. That one too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wait, no, she didn't. I know. <laughs> that is not, I nope, that doesn't work. <laughs> So uh, the other two that went and saw the movie, any other thoughts that you had? It it did a good job of pointing out things I've had issues with the Black Widow character, and I quite enjoyed that. I don't know if it's spoilery or not, but like the character of Black Widow kind of gets make, made fun of in a way that I'm like, yes, these are things that I've pointed out about <laughs> that annoyed me in the previous Avenger films. Yeah, they to quote... Uh, British slang, they take the piss out of Black Widow a lot in this one. And it was fantastic. Yeah. But like in a nice way. Because I do like the Black Widow character, but there were things about how she's directed that I don't love. And they kind of pointed that out. Is it like, does like Florence Pugh, like they like drop into a scene to go into a fight and they like both stand up after jumping out of the helicopter. And Florence is like, why do you always stick your chest out when you stand up? Like yes. that kind of it's like that kind of thing it's exactly and it's like i clapped when that okay. it's like why but there were still a good amount of butt shots but <laughs> <laughs> well of course <laughs> so but i mean no it was a really good strong female empowering film as well so i i liked it i liked everything about it it was just 
it was exactly what I wanted it to be and a little bit more. Uh, John, real quick. Do you think this, the, the appearance, uh, like, do you think any of the MCU TV shows would have been made stronger by this coming out in the original intended order? Um, I kind of don't want to comment on it because it could be somewhat spoilery. But there is one show that could have slightly benefited a little bit um, if this had come out first before the show aired. Okay. But not by much. It's very negligible. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. Black Widow is in theaters now. And is it also premium access on Disney Plus? Yes, it is. Pay the 30 bucks. Okay. You can get it on Disney Plus. And keep looking to uh, the rest of Geek Leap Media because we'll be talking about this movie all week on all or a lot of our other podcasts. So we're gonna talk about that on Love Pages this yeah. week. <laughs> <laughs> Steven, what did you watch this week? So uh, Naima, my significant other, was out of town for a little bit. She's on a bit of a vacation before starting a new job. So I like I was just doing random odds and ends and random stuff around the apartment. Um, one of the things I ended up doing was getting our HBO Max app to work on our television again because <laughs> it just hasn't worked. I've been wanting to watch Craig of the Creek and a million other things because they have such a good selection, but I haven't been able to. When I actually got the app working, though, I wasn't in the mood for any of the other things <laughs> that I've been wanting to watch over all this time. So I was like, well, t- I've already searched the other apps. Like, I'm in that, that situation where you're standing in the aisle with a million flavors <laughs> of Pringles, and I want none of them. Mm. Uh, so in this situation, I actually ended up beginning watching Westworld. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I, I think Westworld is one of those shows where the way that people have talked about it, like so many other TV shows, just the way that people talk about it, put me off of it. And it's oh. like, I don't, I don't care about watching this because everyone's like, basically people talk about Westworld. Um, in my experience, people talked about Westworld in a way that's kind of similar to the way people talk about Black Mirror, mm-hmm. where okay. they just end up talking about that early episode of Black Mirror where the politician has to have like sex with the pig. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am not interested in that at all. I understand the story is like, it's about the, the further implications of those things in that episode. And then also for Westworld also, but Westworld, everyone was just like, yeah, people have sex with those robots all the time and they go shoot people. I, I want, I want at least one person who have just been talking about the deeper, the deeper implications of the stuff. Well, because I have just, a podcast there, for you, yeah, Steven. There was a, a lot of conversation about exactly that uh, somewhere in the internet. I'm sure. Is, was, is that a, a Geeks Watch thing? Is, is, is that when you guys talked about back when? Maybe. It might have been. <laughs> it's just like in casual conversation, like water cooler talk. Yeah. No one was like, oh, no, yeah. I mean, like the show really made me wonder, like, you know, like, what is life? But see, that was the, that's, that's the same issue that you would you had with, like, Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. Pe- most people are just like, it's boobs and dragons. Like, yeah. it's, it's, but I mean, there are definitely bigger, bigger, deeper things in, in both shows. Yeah, and what was um, the one uh, a while back? Uh, Next Ma- or um, Ex Machina, same thing. Like yeah. everyone was just like, "Yeah, I was a hot robot. She wanted to have sex with that dude." <laughs> and I'm just—that's not what I want. Tell me the, the other things. Um, but yeah, no. So Westworld, it, I'm three episodes in so far. Honestly, it's it's good and everything. I um, 
I do think that the way that people talk about it does it a disservice because I think the show does a really good job of showing the things that other people do to people, but mm-hmm. not showing those people that they're doing those things to those sexual acts um, in a position where they're sexualizing the actual, the act that is happening to them, this, this crime. Um, and that's really important in game of Thrones. I think game of Thrones didn't do a good job of that at times where they would show something and you like, people would still watch this crime that's being perpetrated against somebody um, in a lewd manner. Westworld does not do that. And I appreciate that very much. Fair. I hope you stick with it because it does go places and literally yeah (laughs) that's the thing that made me want to come back around was when people were talking about a couple of the later seasons it's like okay no yeah i'm curious about that (laughs) i will always be amazed that westworld is written by michael crichton and (laughs) jurassic park is written by michael crichton he wrote timeline too and timeline's awesome and sphere I mean, I like all, a lot of his stuff. I'm just yeah. saying both stories are about amusement parks where the attractions go crazy <laughs> and kill people. <laughs> well, uh, Westworld was written. He did that one in like the 70s or something, yeah. right? Like so then later, He's like, you know what? Let's go back to it, but let's do dinosaurs. Yeah. See if he's that like, has any better luck. <laughs> well, see, he's like, the sex really put people off. What doesn't have sex? Dinosaurs. <laughs> Maybe he tried to have sex with the dinosaurs first. And he's like, wait, let's not do that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, you know, the originally the this next sequel after Jurassic Park three was supposed to have human dinosaur hybrids, so they could have worked true. that in there. It's true. The concept oh. art's bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, so that that was Westworld, though. Um, I, I don't think it's for everyone, but if someone if someone wanted that that kind of like actual like existence exploratory kind of story, I think it's a good one so far. So. I hope that we revisit this somewhere later because Mitch and I always uh, disagree on what makes consciousness. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's something that's really hotly debated on this show as well. Interesting. I'll be curious to see, to, to find out about this one. Oh, also, um, oh, I forget his name right now. Played Odin. He's in Westworld. Oh, oh Sir, Anthony Hopkins? Yeah. Sir yeah. Anthony. Anthony Sir Anthony Hopkins. Sir Anthony Hopkins. Um, he acts the shit out of that show. He does. Yeah. Like every time he starts doing a monologue, that monologue could be incredibly cheesy if shot slightly different, if delivered by any other actor, like any of those things, it could have just gone off the rails into terrible cheese. Dude, but when he says a thing, I'm like, yeah. There's yeah. there's some videos back when we were watching the show that would break down his acting and like people who are like uh, you know, acting teachers or coaches and like, look, look how he delivers his lines here. And this is like a master class in like dialogue delivery. Cause if you just read this, it's like super mundane and like dumb, mm-hmm. but he gives every, like he knows how to pause exactly at the right moment and give certain words, a certain inflection. Um, mm-hmm. And his eye work, apparently it's really interesting. I'll send it to you. It's really cool. I'd, I'd be super curious. Cause honestly, yeah, like there are so many people who deliver an acting role uh, or, or deliver a line in some role, and it just feels flat immediately. Even these people who are supposed to be really good actors, mm-hmm. it will fall flat. But I haven't gotten that from him at all. And there's like the, that moment in Thor where he like barks at Tom Hiddleston <laughs> in a scene, and like they didn't know he was going to do that. And Tom Hiddleston goes, Oh. <laughs> and that was an actual reaction. Like, he wasn't in character for that. He was like, oh, shit. My bad. 
But no, yeah, I, if, if for nothing else, I think watching him in this and then the gentleman who uh, was in Cadillac Records in this, whose name I forget. He was also in Hunger Games, plays the technician who works directly under him. Jeffrey Wright. Yes. He's also a fantastic actor. I, I love him so much. And I want, yes. I wish he was in more things, even though he's in a lot. I want he him is, to be. He is in a lot and he's going to be in the Batman. He's James Gordon. Yeah, I liked him in uh, the James, the new uh, Daniel Craig Bond movies. Yeah, he's he plays Felix. Uh, what Faust. Some, no, something lighter. Phoenix lighter. Something like that. Felix lighter. Oh, know. Felix. Okay. Yes. But yeah, but the yeah, American a- agent. The American James agent. Bond. Yeah. Always. He's just so. Oh good. yes, Felix. Yeah, Felix. I don't remember his last name. Anyway, James so, Bond so, people over here, you guys always know this stuff. It's always Felix. No actors. It's legit yeah. always Felix. Uh, so ends my longest week's watch of the past like eight months. This is true. <laughs> this is true. Uh, which is on uh, HBO Plus or HBO, depending on which one you have. What's, um, I, what's, what was that service, Mitch? HBO Max, sorry. <laughs> it's not my yeah, fault they decided to go with a different naming convention. <laughs> Everyone has a plus. Hey, I'm still Everyone. using HBO Go. You're still using <laughs> HBO Go? <laughs> uh, all right, Jessica, what did you watch this week? Uh, I haven't really watched a lot. Um, I've been listening because I, for whatever reason, got an Audible premium subscription. And because somebody on the Love of Pages podcast finally got me into listening to audiobooks. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's um, so good. Yeah. So I had two credits to start with, and I decided to get um, Neverwhere by Neil Gaiman. Ooh. But it's a full BBC cast production of it. So it's not quite like somebody reading the book. It's more like listening to a radio show. Yeah, it's like an audio like, play. Yeah, like mm-hmm. an audio play. Um it's full BBC cast, so it's utterly excellent. And I'm blanking on who is in it. Um, the she was the lady that was in Game of Thrones with the smirk that oh, dies in green flame. Yes, Natalie Dormer's in it. Um, trying to click on it so I can figure it out. But I know they working. also did the same thing for Neil Gaiman's um, uh, Sandman. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. They're doing it. I think they just came out with episode one not that long ago. Mm. I'm having issues. I, I love radio it. plays and audio dramas so much. There, there's one that they did for um, Neuromancer a long time ago. That's really good. Also a BBC production. Oh, um, I got it. James McAvoy is the main character in it. Um, oh yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch is very excellent in it as well and oh christopher lee was in it i thought i recognized <laughs> okay so there was a lot of big bbc oh, people in it I know. Duke? Yeah. Um, <laughs> um it was just great and fun to listen to um and then i also got i guess kind of a ya novel slash new adult not that new adult ever actually became a thing but the characters are in their 20s um but it reads more like a YA. Um, I'm currently obsessed with it right now. So it's called For the Wolf by Hannah Witten. And I mainly got it because the cover of it is really nice. It's like this awesome greenish 
birchwood forest with this girl in a cloak and then in the shadow of the cloak is like a silhouette of a castle and a dagger and it's really nice cool it's a awesome fantasy that's like a retelling of red riding hood and beauty and the beast shoved together which always works very well but it has kind of a surprise twist of a magical forest and it's just it's interesting and unique and i'm already happy with the projected ending of it but there's too many chapters left for it to end that way so i'm very scared to finish it <laughs> so, um but i think it's gonna i think it's gonna have a sequel probably it's it's ya so it's gonna have a sequel but <laughs> it's gotta be a trilogy yeah but yeah that one's really good and i can't remember who does the recording for it yeah, my app doesn't seem to is, want to is work. Is it someone no. like someone of note or someone who predominantly does audiobooks? I don't know because I'm not good with names. So I wouldn't mm. know, but I just know whoever is doing it, she's really good. She does really mm. good gravel on her voice for like the lead male's voice. And like she's really good at switching her voice for characters. Or is like of the few I've listen to like if you get one that doesn't do that and there's a lot of dialogue it can get really confusing but she does a good job of being able to get oh this person's talking like she just puts slight accents within it and like you could still hear it's from the same person but it's different enough that you're like oh like i know who's speaking before she even says who is speaking kind of thing for for this one with having a good audiobook under your belt Mm mm-hmm does it change anything of how you feel about them? Slash, how nice is it to just get to go about your life and still be taking in a book? It is. That's actually why I'm doing it. So one of the reasons I'm going to put in a plug for something I'm obsessed with right now. I recently got Pone Conduction headphones that rest outside the ear and that vibrates to your bone by Aftershocks. And they're so comfortable for me to wear in the long run because one of the reasons why I don't do audiobooks a lot is I find pretty much all headphones uncomfortable. Like even the super big over ear ones, they squish the top of my ear and, and it ends up getting sore. And my the inner ear ones just, I don't know what's wrong with one of my ears, but it just hurts after wearing them for like an hour. So these Aftershocks, super comfortable so I can wear them a lot. I literally have them on all the time and I'm listening to books all the time because <laughs> <laughs> they're comfortable. Um, but the bad thing about audiobooks for me is it kind of makes the characters even more real so i think if i talk back to them they'll listen to me Hmm. so so i end up going oh my god you idiot like i'm just like out loud while i'm like cleaning in the kitchen i'm always like what are you doing so like that's and i get i think even more attached to them because i'm finding it harder to want to finish audiobooks out of fear of something that will go wrong than I would an actual book because they have a voice that's not my own inner voice. So I'm more connected to them and I'm like, no, I don't want them to mess up. Like it hurts a little more, I guess. So even though you see it coming, but, but no, I, I quite enjoy it. I don't think I've had a bad reader yet. So I'll, I'll see how it is when you get a really bad one, Mm. but, but yeah, I, I enjoy it. Know that if you do, if this does happen, Audible allows you to return the thing. You just have to identify this early on in your experience. You can return it, get a different audiobook, no questions asked. Oh, okay. That's good to know. All right. Audible. There's a nice little plug. We should see if we can get affiliated with them. <laughs> Have our own nice. Audible code. 
John, what did you watch this week? Well, I mean, you won't be able to use Geek Out as your promo code because it looks like somebody else already claimed it. But um, <laughs> just a couple of things I wanted to point out real quick. It is Felix Leiter. And also wanted to mention that Black Widow passed the Bechtel test. I mean, obviously. Ah, well, yeah, I, I hope, hope so. so. <laughs> There's a lot of conversation between the two female leads, and I would hope they would not be always talking about dudes. Yeah. And when they do, it's not in a romantic fashion. It's like, we need to kill it, this guy. <laughs> I don't think it has to be in a romantic fashion, does it? Does the um, Bechtel test... It, I, don't, I, I think it does, it does specify just, romantic. Yeah, I was going to say, I've always taken it as romantic, and the fact that things still don't pass that one. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, it, well, like I remember when I first heard about it, like a lot of people do take it as romantic, but like the original comic strip that it's based off of, they just say, talk about a man. And it doesn't matter if it's a father figure or a boss or what. It just says not supposed to be talking about a man. Hmm. Well, that, that will depend then on your interpretation of the comic at that point. But anyway, um, <clears throat> so I'm all caught up right now with the Bad Batch. Uh, if uh, Jess has not seen the latest episode, then remove your headphones for like a minute. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, the Bad Batch is doing some interesting stuff because they're introducing <laughs> characters and reintroducing characters in mostly an earlier point in the, the canon now. So, we get Fennec Shand appear in the Bad Batch. So we're seeing sort of a bit of an origin story for her. We're seeing how she's kind of sort of getting into the ancillary of the the clone troopers. Um, We find out that the little clone girl named Omega is in fact a direct clone, much like Boba Fett was, of Jango Fett. She just happens to have double X chromosome for some reason. That hasn't been made clear why that was a specific choice or if that was just like how she came out but she is the omega to boba fett's alpha and we also got to see some characters from rebels now Um, i mean we had kanan in the first episode um but now we also got to see the pilot um whose name i can't remember off the top of my head so i'm going to just pull it up on screen it's Sindula, um and you get to see her like be introduced along with chopper the orange and gray uh, droid from Rebels. Uh, so yeah, they're basically using the Bad Batch as sort of a backdoor to a lot of the stuff that's being established in the new canon and introducing characters in an earlier point in time. So that's kind of interesting that they're doing that. Um, I think we're on episode 12 of 18 right now, so it has, the season's not ended yet. But um, they're definitely building up towards something. Oh, and we also got the reintroduction of a fan favorite called Cad Bane, a bounty hunter from the original Clone War series, who people really liked. And I'm guessing that we're going to also... The cowboy hat? Yes. The android with cowboy hat? Yeah, uh, he's like a cyborg. Oh, okay. Um and uh, yeah, I have a feeling we're also going to get reintroduced to Darth Maul because the last time we saw him was in the season finale of Clone Wars Season 7, the last one, where he escaped along with Ahsoka. And um, we're probably going to start seeing his rise to like the criminal empire of Black Sun, which we later see referenced in Solo. So I'm sure that's still in the in the pipeline. We still have to see why exactly Omega is important, even though we know that she's a direct descendant now technically of Jango Fett she could be necessary in order to help make more clone troopers or there could be something more to her we still don't quite know yet can we bring Jessica back now yes 
Oh my god, I can't believe C3PO is like related to Jabba the Hutt. That's oh crazy. <laughs> oh, sorry, Jess. I didn't know you were back on. What? <laughs> C3PO, the droid that was built by Anakin Skywalker. No, 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 no. It's it's the actor as Tony Daniels, right? Anthony Daniels, uh-huh. yeah. Uh, Anthony, yeah, uh, Anthony Daniels is actually related to the guy who originally played Jabba the Hutt in the, the movie. It's strange oh. that that all comes up in the last episode of The Bad Batch, though. It's <laughs> <laughs> <Nice> break. <laughs> all right. John, did you have anything else that you want to say that's not spoilery? Um, no. All right. <laughs> Well, there you go. The Bad Batch is on Disney Plus, right? It's Plus, yeah. not Max. No. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Plus. Okay. Yeah. Am I am I gonna <laughs> like the episode, John? Um, am honestly, I cry? The, it, it depends on how you feel about Rebels. <laughs> oh, I'd like it. Okay. Not not capital R Rebels, lowercase R. Rebels. <laughs> Just Rebels in general. In general, yeah, like throughout history, how do you feel about most rebels? <laughs> like like Zapatistas and so on. You know? <laughs> uh, all right. For my week's watch, I also watched something on HBO Max. I watched Steven Soderbergh's new movie, No Sudden Move. Oh. Uh, I have one giant bone to pick. It is <laughs> that I am. Just one? Just one. Because the movie is actually good. Like, the acting is phenomenal because he, like always, Steven Soderbergh gets great performances out of an amazing cast, and it's a huge cast. We even get, like, full on Brendan Fraser back on screen as what? himself. Like, not HBO Max. He's, he's, uh, he's Robot Man Robot from, Man, yeah. uh, what's the, the show? What's the name of the, it? the, it's Squad? No. no, is it Squad? Yep. What's, uh, no. <laughs> I can't think of the name. <laughs> Whatever. He's Robot Man. Steven's feeling like a torturer. So, uh, with uh, this, you actually see him. He's on screen. We have Don Cheadle. You have um, Benicio Del Toro, uh, Frankie mm. Shaw. You know, there's it's it's a whole bunch of people in this movie. The only problem is, is that Steven Soderbergh in like this movie in the in the, la- the two before this, High Flying Bird, it's, and. It's it. It's shot, it, is it? It's shot the same way? It's shot with an iPhone. Yes. No, this is terrible. <laughs> like in Unsane, it was great. It, it, mm-hmm. it did great for that movie. Like I, I totally made me feel like that character was being gaslit and, and like going crazy because of what she knew. But now he's doing ultra wide shots. And the mm-hmm. iPhone can't handle that. He has to, he throws on the extra lens to make it a wide shot, uh-huh. and everything in the corners is darkened and distorted. Like, oh, that no, that that's a lens thing. That's that's what, that, that's what I'm saying. The, it, he has to throw a lens on there to get the, to get the the big wide shots. Well, but but I mean, like you can you can have a, a wide lens that doesn't do that. That's an artistic decision. Yeah, like an army of the dead. No, I understand, but I think it's because of the iPhone. Like, no, I, I'm pretty sure. Because no. No. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. I, I'm just saying, like, because well, there, there's nothing about the sensor of the iPhone that would that would cause that to happen. The, the, the sensor, but the, the type of lens that you would like have this. to get to fit to the iPhone. No, they they have like a whole crazy rig. Like they have, they have stuff that's all custom built and everything. I'm just saying, I've never seen that on anybody else's film in that particular way. 
I like the, it's it's I think it's an artistic decision for them to do it because there's there's nothing that would make that happen. The the sensor itself wouldn't do this. Using another lens doesn't necessarily cause that either. With, with that kind of like vignette effect. Then if if he's doing that on purpose, it's just the wrong decision because it <laughs> makes agree. the movie look terrible. I, it, I think if they're shooting extra wide, he's trying to make you focus on the middle part while still having the scene by doing a vignette effect on the outside. If that's but, true, then you wouldn't have you shouldn't have people walking in from the side of the of the scene. I would agree. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, the, but yeah, there's a lot of that throughout the whole movie, which upsets me. Um, but. Other than that, it is a good movie that it's not particularly based on a true story, but it has true events in it. And Hmm. the whole motive for the heist, because this is a noir heist movie, Hmm. uh, is kind of a twist at the end. So I I won't I won't reveal what that could possibly be Hmm. The show. Sorry, the show you were looking for is Doom Patrol, by the way. No! No, he wasn't supposed to know. (laughs) He would have looked it up eventually. It's true. It would have just came to me eventually. (laughs) It's like League, uh, Squad, Patrol. Something uh, something. Patrol. Oh, Doom Patrol. There it is. League Squad Force. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) But, um, yeah, honestly, I'm, I'm curious. I didn't know that he had released another in this whole, like, iPhone production trilogy. Mm hmm. Yeah, like I said, I, like I said, I liked Unsane and High Flying Bird on Netflix was was decent, very slow, but uh, and this one is slow too. But it's a very slow burn, so it is it is enjoyable. I, as much as I really want for the iPhone production thing to be something that can take off in a bigger way and have someone do something big with it, the the dynamic range for the iPhones it's just not there in the in the regard that it needs to be like, even though they're shooting stuff in D log and everything, and then like using other apps and stuff that allows them to control stuff in the manner that you want for good quality production. It's just not there. It still has the certain kind of quality to it. I shoot everything digital. I'm not some big like film snob or anything. I think Quentin Tarantino can fuck off, but <laughs> like for, for this Ow. one, like, well, no, no, Quentin, Quentin Tarantino. I have strong words for Quentin Tarantino just in general. I mean, and, um, but your biggest point of contention is his filming choices. Yeah. <laughs> not was, his directing he, choices. He, well, no, the direct, like his directing choices can be bad. Also at times his scripts don't necessarily shine all the time. Like people talk. About I was him. more in how abusive he can be, but well, that, that part's also very, <laughs> it's just that the, the dude seems to be like at the forefront of saying like film is the only way to do this he oh. bought that whole theater just to have everything only be projected there on off of film no digital projection or anything mm. um but no i like there's just something that's not there in using an iphone for this like there are digital cameras um with like the ari alexa uh like shoots beautiful things digitally the iphone's not there steven soderbergh Whatever money you're taking from Apple, I'm glad that you're getting it. But like, it's okay to use a different camera sometimes. <laughs> uh, John Hamm is also in this movie, and of course, David Harbor is in this movie. Which Damn, what is we're, we're going to talk about later. Uh, the only thing is that you know, there's obviously no good female roles in this movie, uh, mm-hmm. and the ending kind of falls apart. I, in my opinion. Well, so so. That's a Soderbergh movie. That's also a Soderbergh movie. <laughs> uh, if you said like the broad strokes things of this, this sounds like, um, what was that? The movie that we watched, that was, um, there's the hotel that's on the border of like California and Nevada or something. Oh, uh, 
I mean, I love that movie. But mm-hmm. Bad Times at the Old Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that one, like, mass- massively awesome cast. Uh, there's, like, one female role, but even mm-hmm. that role is kind of, like, it's it's not this, as strong as it could be at times. And there I think was multiple female roles apart. in that one. But they're not, like, super strong, though. You don't think Cynthia Rivas' character is super strong? I feel like no, there was no, at there's least a strong character, but I still feel three, like there's times where they get pushed down would for plot reasons. argue strong. I would say three are strong. Um, maybe it's just for sure too. <laughs> Daisy Johnson's character and Daisy Johnson's character's sister. No, um, <laughs> but Daisy Johnson is one of them. Is it Daisy? Is so her first name Daisy? I think so. Yeah, so the Fifty Shades of Gray. Yeah, right Fifty Shades of Gray. Yeah, I think it's. No, I don't was, know. That was no, um, Dakota. Dakota Johnson. Dakota Johnson. Yeah, that's right. Oh, it's Dakota. D Johnson. Oh. Yeah, John she was one of the strong ones, and then the lady that gets away in the end, Cynthia no, Rigos. There, yeah, there's, yeah, there's, there's still like there's good at least characters, two, stuff, but, but I know there get, was one more character that I was I like, think, I think was well, evil, though. The, they just, they just get, they get dookied on for plot reasons <laughs> that I think their their characters wouldn't necessarily go for. Dude, that guy at the beginning of the movie was um, Ron Swanson. Yep, and like he's a good actor, a thankless <laughs> he's a role. Good actor, like he's re- he's <laughs> really good. Uh, yeah. like in de- devs, he's fantastic. Also, he is great in, de- in devs. <gasps> well, anyway. no sudden move is on HBO Max. <laughs> That's the name of this one. Watch, <laughs> you can watch that if you're a big fan of Steven Soderbergh. Wait, wait, wait! I have a thought then, because I saw the the art that they have that accompanies that movie. If that's that one. Looking at it, I was like, wow! It's it's not like an actual art piece that they used for that. That's like a picture put through an app to make the painter look for it. Maybe he used the iPhone for that too. They used a, they used a tune me app. <laughs> I mean, dude, honestly, it looks, um, I don't know. That's neither here nor there. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> All right. Let's get into talking about Loki episode five, the penultimate episode journey into mystery. Hey, that's a good title. It is right. Title. <laughs> <laughs> I am disappointed that we didn't get to see more of President Loki. Like, literally, I feel like that's an image that was teased to us since the beginning, and it, <laughs> he's barely in the episode. I'm, I want to get more croaky. That's the one I want. Okay. <laughs> is it a crocodile or is it an alligator? It's an alligator, yeah. but the nickname for it is croaky because there's yeah. just not Logator. Look at just. It sounds like it that sounds like a literary device. <laughs> I can call him Groku. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, um I, that, that's who I want more of. Also, like mm-hmm. I I'm really curious about the hammer that the the um I forget the, the actual boastful. Yeah, yeah, bo- boastful. boastful. Is his hammer actually any good? <laughs> Or is it just purely like a vanity it just thing? Looks like I it thought it was a vanity thing. It just looks like it's just a vanity thing. Thing. So it's probably <laughs> vanity. <laughs> and then uh, obviously, like uh, w- someone here is going to end up talking about him, but we we got we got uh, Throg. Did we get Throg in the episode? Yep. Yeah, I missed it. If you watch when they when they were panning down into the ground. Oh, you see a hammer and then like a thing. You hear like this, like, I didn't know that was in a jar. I saw that. I just saw a mini Thor. I thought it was just a shrunken down Thor. I didn't realize Uh, it was a frog. If you watch the video of Easter eggs I sent to the group. (laughs) I hadn't watched the episode yet, so I wasn't going to watch the video. (laughs) Honestly, I I just watched the episode. I I saw this happening and I was like, 
wait but the the way that disney plus works if there's like a a lot of motion on screen at times um it will get kind of muddy and all of the colors are really similar in that scene so Mm -hmm. i totally forgive anyone for not catching that there's a moving object and then it's a frog because everything's like dark gray brown which i want to know why is there so many lunch trays in the ground if you watch that video it will point (laughs) out tell me john Um, so they pointed it out that those are the same trays that they use at the TVA. So it looks like rather than recycle, they just send all their trash to this pocket world also. <gasps> so that honestly just a- makes perfect sense. <laughs> <laughs> That's that exactly what humans would do. They also that had sense. like all of those juice boxes, like that one guy was drinking, the Boku or the whatever Echo it was Cooler? called. No, not that one. Uh, but that was a cool reference, though. I really enjoyed that, that little Ghostbusters reference there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, our four Lokis that meet up with Tom Hiddleston uh, when he gets to the end of time, the void. Uh, we have Kid Loki, Croaky, Classic Loki, <laughs> and Boastful Loki. And then Eliath? Is that what, what was that the yeah, name? Yeah. Eliath? Which, a cool design. The first moment you see him, he's like, oh, okay, this is kind of cool. But then later on, you see him more in action and everything, and they really maintain the whole dog skull. Look. Oh, yeah, that was cool. Very cool. Which it's is like something from a video game. I love it. It feels like the Neverending Story to me. That's yeah, like thank of, you. That's what I. Feel. I got Cave of Wonders vibes. Yeah, I got Cave of Wonders Ooh. also. Yeah, that's the, that's where I got from. Uh, I was just say which is a character from the comic books apparently, like oh. or is a oh. entity from the comic books. Uh, but yes, it was it was the big bit. You know what? Actually, what it got me was um, the Stephen King book. Uh, story i've only ever watched the made for tv movie but when they oh langoliers the langoliers yes the thing that eats up time after it's supposed to be the past or whatever yeah that's what i got from it so i kept thinking i kept wanting to say tommy knockers but i knew that wasn't right (laughs) dude stephen Uh, king's just got so much shit out there it's true (laughs) yeah so as our Tom Hiddleston Loki is constantly like hey what can we do to get out of here and every and the other four keep telling him you can't get out of here they make it to kid loki's lair which he is the king yes the king of of the land because he killed his thor which Mm -hmm. i guess is his uh tva variant nexus event his nexus event his nexus event i was curious a lot it's not like new things get dropped into this all the time like new things get dropped in here but the uh, the chances of a lot of ecto coolers ending up here seems pretty low so did he whip out an ecto cooler just to drink in front of the new loki to show off and this was like one of his like last two or something yes no there was a there was a variant (laughs) timeline where ghostbusters 2016 was a hit and so like they had to prune that whole thing (laughs) they're just like get it out of here he's got like cases and cases of it all the excess (laughs) ecto cooler had to go away (laughs) Uh, is that where all the like extra ET video games went? ET the extraterrestrial video games. Ooh. Actually, I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned the video games because <laughs> in that lair, there's a Polybius machine, which is awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. That was like, a great reference. <laughs> uh, okay, for the rest of us who don't know what Polybius yeah. is or a Polybius machine or a reference to, John, take it away. Okay, so there was this. Um, I, I guess conspiracy theory or urban legend. That in, but but there is supposed to be a photo. 
Yes, there's there there is. Suppo- <laughs> I mean, that could have been doctored, but whatever. So, the story goes that there was this one arcade machine that was released in like a couple of locations, maybe in the Pacific Northwest, somewhere in like the Seattle, Washington area, maybe, where this game was released that was like super addictive. Kids were just pouring quarters into it. Um, Nobody can remember what the game was actually like, but supposedly people got seizures from playing it. And then, like, the government came in and, like, took the machines out and, like, never heard from again. People also came by and, like, wrote down information, like, stats. Yeah, like, people people were, like, uh, collecting data from it somehow. And, yeah, it was this whole thing. And it's been referenced in other media also. There was an episode of The Simpsons where they had a Polybius arcade in the background. Um, The Angry Video Game Nerd did a whole video on it, just discussing the history of it. There's also a recent, there's a recent episode of the conspiracy theory podcast, true crime kind of thing at times, um, Red Web. They also talked about Polybius recently. Now, what year was this? Uh, This is like Atari era. Yeah, like early 80s. So why didn't this end up in uh, Ready Player One? It seems like it's right up the alley. I, I think it got mentioned in the book, but the movie is never going to touch that. Yeah, no. it's it's it's. I don't remember it in the book. Maybe I mean, it, that, that would be one of thirty-seven million references. <laughs> this, is <not> true. <laughs> this is true. Plus, nobody um, really can like knows what the game was actually like. Like, I would imagine it was something similar to Tempest, where it was just like it's just shapes on the screen, kind of spinning around. But like, no, nobody really knows if it was even just, real. It's just a it's a mass hallucination. Everybody just Mandela thinks, effect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everybody thinks they remember it, but they don't. Honestly, if if no one if you tried to describe Tempest, if someone played that somewhere, that would be a near indescribable game because yeah. like Tempest as a game, you're like if someone described Tempest to you, you like you move this little thing back and forth on the bottom of this weird shape. Um, no one would understand why that's a game, what the point of it is, and why the fuck you enjoyed it. And, like, what, so, and what the controller looks like, too, because it's like, <laughs> it's not a joystick. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the history of the 80s video games. This isn't the only conspiracy theory reference, by the way. We're going to jump ahead, only because I want to touch up on it now. The Let's USS go. Eldridge was literally dropped in in the show. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, honestly, I thought it was going to be the Manhattan Project when I first saw it. Close. It was the Philadelphia Experiment. That's Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so, with the Philadelphia, they I mean, they had that movie. That's the, it's, so that's the same ship? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So it's the ship that was apparently allegedly experimenting with cloaking technology, and it just straight up disappeared. Yeah. Well, now we know they went to to the void. Yep, the that's exactly time. it. Solved. I said the, Man- I said the Manhattan Project. My dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> it was a major U.S. city. It's okay. That's no, fine. It's not close enough. <laughs> um, around the same time. Yeah, that's all around the same time. Uh, his lair ends up being. It's a bowling alley, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, it's like a sunken bowling alley. Underground. It seems to be in some kind of a um, inside of an Indian missile silo. Saying saying sunken anything just makes it sound like some like mystic shit. So like the sunken bowling alley, like capital T, capital S, capital B, capital A, sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> the sunken. I would go to that barcade. I would. <laughs> it sounds like a, a Hardy Boys book. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that cover art. <laughs> Uh, then we uh, we do get to meet President Loki and his cohorts uh, as they were about to. This is the only one that 
shares the same face as our Tom Hiddleston Loki. But one of those other Lokis that was in there in his group was also shown in that earlier scene where they're showing Loki examples of other variants. There's one that had like a long beard, kind of looked a little bit like the Mandarin from Iron Man 3. Oh. Uh, he was part of that group. I missed that one. Is there yes. a precedent in the comics or anything for like a uh, bicycle horns, Loki? Bicycle horns? I, yeah. One of them had a like helmet. Bicycle handlebars on a helmet, like yeah. an evil Knievel looking helmet with a bicycle. I'm going to say no, but I don't think I've read a lot of uh, Loki books. I just fucking love that tanker looking ass design. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we come to find out that Boastful Logie is the one that that betrayed the the team, and because he was going to be named the new king of the land, but then, of course, in true Loki fashion, President Loki betrayed that, and then, in more f- <laughs> true to the fashion, his people tr- betrayed him, and then, Tackle and then, the like Kroki he, he came in and took out the hand of President Loki. Now, I <laughs> I have a question. Do we believe that Kroki comes from a, a dimension of nothing but alligators? Or is it more like a Zootopia type place where he just happens to be an alligator? But like, I like the second one more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like an so, animal land. So in the fro- for, no, Throg storyline, Thor is turned into a frog by Loki. I just mm-hmm. assume that instead of just turning. Thor into a frog. He turned himself into a crocodile, and then they to were like, eat "Thor." Yeah, and then <laughs> okay. that's when the TVA was like, "Nah, you can't do that," and they zapped him away. Well, no, they zapped him because, according to boastful Loki, he ate the wrong neighbor's cat. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. You're right. So yeah. there's at least cats in that world too. Then. <laughs> so would that make Odin the cat? Um, that he ate. I mean, I feel like Odin would be a uh, raven. Yeah, like, it, it would be like someone, yeah. someone's like pet person <laughs> in some regard, you know, like like the fool or something. I do like how classic Loki and I think the other uh, kid Loki can understand the croaky and uh, like basically translate for him. It's like, oh, he's praying. He thinks we're all going to die. <laughs> like, <"That's pretty> <laughs> I just felt that was just lying. Like yeah. when he says yeah. that he that's 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 growling in his language, which is also yeah. liar. <laughs> I don't think classic Loki could understand him at all. This is <laughs> which is what I wanted to get to. Classic Loki. So yeah. classic yeah. Loki makes it to be classic Loki because after the point when Tom Hiddleston's Loki dies at the hand of Thanos, that was a fake out. An he, illusion. Yeah. He put a, he put illusion in there that the Mad Titan fell for, and when everybody was going, uh, you know, insane for the fact that Loki died or whatever, he sneaks away. Now this is a theory that a lot of people had at at the end of Endgame when they were like, oh, uh, that that or was it Endgame or Infinity War? It was Infinity War. Infinity War. Infinity War. So at the end of Infinity War, it's like, oh no, Loki's not dead. He just made an illusion and and snuck away in the back. Like all over the internet, people were saying that. So I, I yeah. feel like this was their answer to that. Like, this is what would have happened. It was a, yeah. this is an alternate timeline. Yeah. But the TVA well, doesn't come after classic Loki until after he spent generations on this planet by himself and steps off. Well, so the, the issue with this is that they only have their like Google search for words, like their Google notification for certain event things or like a, a high enough thing. If he's just chilling on a beach in Morocco and not talking to anybody. He's not making a Nexus event. 
because he's, he's not he's, touching what happens within the timeline. He's not causing waves. But I mean, isn't that what chaos theory is? is as soon as you go back in time, anytime anything you do then manipulates the timeline forward. No, like, that's so, butterfly effect. Well, that's butterfly, butterfly effect, effect sorry. which is kind which of is part of the chaos, chaos theory. theory. But, yeah. yeah, he said Wait, he, he he goes to somewhere with nothing. Yeah, he, he, but still existing is different. He's taking up time. Except and, the issue wasn't that he chose to live alone. The issue was he chose to try and be better. And Loki's can't be better. Okay, that's what caused hmm. the Nexus event because he decided he wanted to he wanted to step off because he wanted to go do some form of good, and that's mm. what got he it. wanted to go see his brother because he realized he didn't want to be alone anymore, which is exactly what the other two Lokis realized when they were going to die. As that I they said, they don't want to be alone anymore. Not so much the Thor part. Yeah. Yes. Well, not so much the Thor part, not so much the falling in love part between Loki and Sylvie, but it's the fact that they don't want to be alone anymore or something along the lines of that. Because Loki's self actualization. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's just it's so, just so good. They they made me love that character. Which Classic one? Loki. Classic Loki? Yeah. I um, mean, Richard Grant does a lot to, oh, yeah. to make you love him. So. Oh, also his like straight out arms thing with like the palms down. It's such a specific decision that if anyone who had too much um, like pride or something um, wouldn't have chosen to make themselves look like that. The way that he stuck his his arms out with the palms down is kind of like almost frail while still straining. It was such a specific choice and was it sold so much the thing, like the kind of character that he's supposed to be and the effort that he's putting out. Small acting decision, beautiful. Plus the the fact that the the decision the the construct that the character decides to make of of a mm-hmm. new asgard bringing that back up is such a great character decision on the writer's part i would assume or the director's part uh to the, the to bring back the home that he uh, he misses like the, mm-hmm. the thing that he misses the most i feel like it's probably my favorite thing about these marvel sho- shows as well is that they introduce you to such small characters that you first think is just a joke and then you end up crying over them that's kind of the story of comics in general like every time they introduce something small that's new that's not just like oh a cyclops this wolverine that or whatever mm-hmm. people will add tiny little things into it to put a new stamp of something into like this actual comics lore and those are always the best parts john yeah we i interrupted you earlier Oh, no, I was just going to say that the special effects and the writing for this episode probably my favorite of the season. And in combination, the music, when classic Loki is conjuring Asgard, they're playing a version of Ride of the Valkyries, which was perfect for that. That's what it was. And I was like, oh, this sounds so cool. And um, it makes sense, too, because, you know, Valkyrie is referencing, you know, Thor mythology and all that, Norse mythology. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to take it there, by the way, guys. Apologies in advance. I, I want it. I want it. <laughs> I I I wanted Loki and Sylvie to just kiss already. No, I think we all did. Honestly, like, I I yeah. I, 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 I like you know what? I I ship it. I, I am officially. <laughs> it is sailing out in the harbor. <laughs> like, but they were it like the dock. It was just getting so like closer and closer, like just like arbitrarily to zero, but not quite. You know, like yeah, it's like. Okay, he's they're they're happy to see each other, but they're not quite hugging yet. They're still like stop right before they come too close. Mm-hmm. They're talking about their things and how like their history of not trusting each other. And Loki's like, hey, like we need to change, or I want to change and be better. And you know, he conjures up a blanket because he's cold, though he's mm-hmm. a frost giant, so it's unusual that he would be cold. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. 
And then he puts it around her, and then she kind of makes fun of him a little bit. Like, what is this? A, like a, was it a, a tablecloth? Tablecloth, yeah. And they're like, it no, does it's look a blanket. Pretty bad. It's adorably awkward, is what it is. Yeah, it's, and they, it's, they, it's, Meet cutie, but not yeah. quite meeting. It's just cute. And it's, it's just they're just so like they're, they're, they're doing this, and I'm like, come on, I need this. <laughs> it's just, you're, you're Mike Tyson with the two pigeons. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I will still firmly argue they are not the same person just because they're Loki's, though, because of how it's the nature versus nurture thing. How you yeah, are just, raised just, changes who you I'm are just, on a genetic level. Yeah. Uh, but on a genetic level, like their DNA is different. Yes. Well, yes. Well, a it has to be different because she's got a chromosome that he doesn't have. Well, I mean, look at so, look, like, look at the, the, the entirety of the human part of Loki is just like like a facade. Yeah. Plus, so all all their differences would be in their brain development, which is where most of your differences are going to be. So yes, in personality, but like. If the human it's even form more of, than that of, within brain development, though. But yeah, it's no. Mitch, Mitch is still going with them because you said genetically. That's the part. Yeah, I, I guess. But I mean, I feel like they are different genetically enough. Okay. Yeah, I don't think genetics plays any kind of important role. Um, I think it's more of like that same chaos theory where different events can lead to a different genetic makeup for someone, but they're still I, that same person. They're the same well, person. I, spiritually i guess you could say or they they have the same soul maybe are you going with a reincarnation theory there john not exactly um i want to say that they're the same person with just a different series of events that led to their creation because you go with the soul thing i mean both I, Loki I like like has a little thing, bit yeah. more melanin than you know tom hiddleston does, yeah. so yeah. <laughs> they, they don't share the exact same genetics but yeah. but they, see i all, all those I different mean, versions of loki to me is just like when he's decided to take on different forms like like since he's a shapeshifter yeah since he's a shapeshifter so it's just like in that instance when the tva grabbed up boastful loki he was for whatever reason parading around as a black man with a giant hammer like I mean, no, that that is fair. Yeah. I, I, I do think there's also something to just like the thing I said earlier, where the entirety of his human look is this facade with magic. You know, like like you said, like bitch, like he look like anything. He's a frost giant at heart, like John said. Mm-hmm. So, oh, are the- there Loki's that are not frost giants? Then, wow. I, 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 mean, I don't know. It, there, there's no. something I'm still missing from this Loki thing. Not I if, think not if we go with the TVA's sacred timeline. Like there's one timeline where all it, it it's always going to be a frost giant was taken and then raised by Odin and Frigga to be Loki. Just happens to be at different points in that Loki's timeline that whenever he took on a different form and did something that was supposed to be not supposed to happen i like loki our tom hiddleston loki at one point in time did was sylvie or was a little girl it just happens to be that little girl made a decision at that at that one point the tva was like all right you got to come with us like and then at in the regular timeline in the sacred timeline this is how i figure it in the sacred timeline it went back to being tom hiddleston again or went to decide to be tom hiddleston i, do, I don't know if that can be no, the case i don't because think that's the, it. Lo- yeah, because yeah, lo- otherwise Loki would be like, ah, no, yeah, there was that, there was that like three months in '89 when I was a girl. Like, like it's, it's <laughs> there's not, there's nothing like yeah. that one in there. I like, I think their timelines split earlier than that, and that's, I think that's where my biggest 
failing is with the with the idea of the sacred time. Like, where is the point that the TVA jumps in? Well, uh, here's my question: Why are we assuming that the TVA sacred timeline is the correct? That's theory? not. Yeah, we're not. That's what I think. This is what they've established. I think the sacred so, timeline, in 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 such that like that it's supposed to exist, is just the timeline that leads to the the creation of the being that is behind the TVA, and they want to maintain that because their their creation is not an, an eventual an eventuality. Uh, all the other timelines still happen and everything, but they, they only want care to ensure- when they only care when those other timelines start to converge towards the timeline that creates them and potentially messes it up. Yeah. At least that's my interpretation of this stuff. Whether I'm way overcomplicating it, I have no idea. Well, because isn't wasn't somebody saying that this is supposed to help us get introduced to the multiverse? I mean, yes. it's essentially yeah. Once so once then, they get rid of the sacred timeline, then the possibility of multiple timelines means multiverse. So, what if they're not getting rid of a sacred timeline? What if they're just uncovering that there is no sacred timeline and a multiverse already exists, which is how you get all these different Lokis? Yeah. And it's just some construct, you know. What the, a whole- <laughs> you broke Steven. <laughs> no, no, because I'm, I'm happy. I, I stumbled upon a thing that I would be so happy if this entire show was a device for. But Elizabeth. As I say, I just, you know, the, the same construct of us versus them that occurs with any ruling class, you know, mm-hmm. they are different and therefore evil yeah, because no, I we mean, are good and pure. Yeah. <laughs> just the entirety of the word sinister and its etymology. Like yeah. that just means that was left left-handed, but sinister means bad when we yep. say it now. <laughs> um, but no, what if this entire show is just a device to say like, like go to hell everyone who's like well that's not my peter parker <laughs> like, like <laughs> if, if this whole That'd thing was great. like yeah they all exist guys it's okay and you like it sometimes <laughs> it's definitely gonna be a lot to in the last episode is gonna have a episode, lot to do yeah. so yes to to figure out what it is that the it, it means for the rest of the mcu uh, it's not, if, if it's not an hour and a half long movie i riot <laughs> I don't think it's going to be an hour it's and a half long movie. Going to be. It's bad. It's just, wrong. just prep your rioting now. I'm just giving you the forewarning. Yeah, I, no, does, any, does anyone have any, no. any like any uh, any links or people to buy cardstock for real cheap? I would like to make big poster boards. Oh. <laughs> that is not where I thought you were going, but I should have expected that. Yeah, use our staples promo code. Geek out. <laughs> <laughs> I have a theory, guys. Okay. Okay. I think it's Loki's all the way down. It's you just, think it's a Loki that created the TV? That would actually make sense. Yeah, I think there's a Loki inside that castle that we see at the end, which I think the sacred timeline is in the background too. No. John, John, just having talked to you as many times as I have, I really thought somehow this was like a <laughs> curtains match the drapes <laughs> kind of joke, like. Like the carpet matches the drapes. I really thought that's what you meant at first. I was like, "Yeah, he's got what? horns down there too." <laughs> I really thought that's what that was supposed to be at first. Steven, I expected better from you. <laughs> I th- he did it. Well, I was actually trying to be pseudo intelligent and make a reference to the turtles all the way down theory of the world. 
that we're all just kind of on the back of a giant celestial turtle. Yep. Yes. And on top of that, and, and under that, there's a bigger turtle, and so on and so forth. Yeah. You know? hmm. <sighs> well, but you know, I I don't begrudge you that because I know me. So. <laughs> So if it turns out to be a Loki, are, are we going to be satisfied with that answer? I don't no. think I am. As long as it still breaks the, the multiverse and it leads to no way home, then okay, yeah, uh, I'm still cool. All right. I The castle vaguely, vaguely reminded me of something I saw in the X-Men animated series, but I can't remember what they called it. But it was along the same concept of a castle outside of time. And it was like Magneto. And was it Galactus? It's just going to be me. You? No, me, the character. Me? From Doctor Who. Oh, from Doctor Who. Sitting outside the timeline. Doesn't she have like a flying like restaurant or something (laughs) that's traveling through? Okay. Uh, I can't remember what it is. It's the restaurant at the end of the universe. That's oh, right. Yeah. It's the But it's on the other end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Ravona was uh definitely had a moment where she was trying to convince uh Sylvie that she was they were on the right side, but then she also does want to get to, to the answer of who is actually behind the TVA because she I don't know, does she feel slighted or she I couldn't really get a read on on the actress because I don't know if she (laughs) is going along or if she actually wants to figure out what's happening. I think you are seeing the exact reaction that occurs when a cult gets Mm. attacked and dispersed and that several members can't come to grips with the fact that they've been lied to because if they've been lied to, then they've done things that they can't justify. Mm. And there are, there's a, a certain break that people aren't willing to make all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what she represents. So I think she wants the TVA to be real and she has to protect the timekeepers, whoever they may be, because otherwise she is not the person she thinks she is. And yeah, that's not the, okay. I, the implication uh, to me was the idea that she did have that whole con- uh, conflict or the, like crisis of person and everything, because that's her entire existence. But then at the same time, no matter what, even if that thing is true, uh, if she is a variant and the TVA stops existing or whatever, she might have all of her memories and her life sucked. I don't know. Um, but if they, if they stop existing, she stops being in this position that's outside of time, which sounds like eternal existence in a position of power. Mm. So it's kind of lose, lose. So she's going to pay a bigger part in the the last episode then? I think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry. Someone's going to say something? Oh, I was going to say, we haven't touched up on the fact that Mobius is alive. That's exactly where I was going. <laughs> so I was happy. The big reveal and to save the day in his pizza car, uh, <laughs> Mobius shows up to, to snag Sylvie out of the jaws of Aleth. Alithia. Alith. There it is. I like Alith. That's good. <laughs> Which uh, Alith was a uh, creature created for the comic books by uh, Mark Greenwald, who is what the basis of Mobius looks like is from. And that's what the license plate says on the pizza car. That's right. It says Mark Greenwald in a weird license plate way. Yeah. So we, we can get that, but like 
there's never like nothing for a lot of the credit for a lot of the people who spearheaded the creation of these characters and stuff. Stanley gets a cameo. The guy who made the cloud dog gets a cameo. <laughs> yes. But, who, okay. who else do you want? Kirby? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give them some credit. <laughs> I feel like there's usually something in there in, in in most of the stuff for Kirby, but I don't know. I mean, like they they reference his art all the time. His designs and stuff get poked at, but the whole problem is that people took his art without crediting him by name. Like the Jack Kirby, just one of the best. Uh, but yes, Mobius is back. He helps out Sylvie. He uh, hugs Loki. Tells Sylvie that. <laughs> She's his favorite, even though like they only spent a partial afternoon together. She's everybody's favorite, though. I guess. <laughs> yes. And then he heads back to the TVA uh, the, using the tempad. I like honestly, to a certain degree, I I don't want to talk about it or anything before like the actual show happens. But there's there's a a geekly thing that we've been working on in the background from time to time, very slowly, um, to have a new series. That kind of plays into this idea, but I've chosen to think that Owen Wilson's character in this is actually his character from the Darjeeling Limited, the Wes Anderson movie. Oh, I thought you were going to say Lightning McQueen. Oh. No. <laughs> Ka-chow. <laughs> but yeah, I, I have chosen to believe that that is him. Okay. I mean, I which to me would make a connection to all of his Wes Anderson projects because they're all he's pretty much the same in all that. So that's Wes Anderson characters. Those are yeah. all variants, yeah. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yes, as Mobius is going back to the TVA, he's going to deal out burn some, the place down. As burn he says, the burn the place ground. down. Uh, uh hopefully starting with his own desk, <laughs> as he <laughs> stated in the first episode. Uh, but, however, we haven't seen uh, Eugene Cordero's character since the second episode. Uh, I can't quite remember. Casey? What. Casey, thank you. Yeah, we haven't seen him around, so oh. ho- hopefully he gets Pill saved. Boy. Yeah, Pill Sick Boy. Is it Pill <laughs> yeah. Boy? Pill Boy. Yeah. Pill Boy, okay. Um, but, yeah, so what is Mobius going to be doing at the TVA? Is he going to be helping Ravona or is he going to be fighting Ravona? Fighting Ravona. Yeah, absolutely. I'm torn about whether he goes out and he's like, like, um, like this is wrong and you know it. Like he walks out there to go tell her this, and it just immediately gets pushed right back. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! No, see, Which I mean- want one of those ga- uh, doorways to open, and then it's just like you hold on it for a second. Everybody's waiting for him to come out, and then you just start hearing the the motor of a jet ski and <laughs> flying out through it. <laughs> He made a pit stop in the 90s. And yes. he also says ka-chow, right? Yeah. When he comes through ka-chow. the door. <laughs> that would fit. Um, so, yeah, we have, uh, we have that. I, I, want, I want to say that we're going to get a reveal of Kang, but I don't know if that's true. There were references in the void. Okay. And uh, the Avengers Tower that you see in the background at one point, when you're like kind of zooming in through the city or the ruins, mm-hmm. um, the Avengers Tower has the initials Q, E, and G, which I don't know this, but that video that I sent to the group chat that kind of breaks down these Easter eggs, uh, it definitely talks about how Kang Industries is a subsidiary of someone, someone who is actually in real life, Kang the Conqueror. Oh, hmm. and right. then there was a reference to Kang Park and some other scene, 
And another notable Easter egg that wasn't very hidden, it was like literally just in the background. Thanos copter? The Thanos copter, which apparently <laughs> is from the comics. It is. It unfortunately is. <laughs> Thanos had his own helicopter and it said Thanos on the side of it. It's such a like like Batcopter looking helicopter though. It's like one of the cheapest ones that they had in like the sixties. Well that's the problem. <laughs> like sixties and seventies comic books were pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> They're bad and they should feel bad. They should. They should. Don't know how comic books survived that era. (laughs) Well, I mean, we know Marvel struggled for a while until, like, Iron Man kind of saved it. It's true. It's true. Oh, there was a toy version of it. (laughs) (laughs) That's the entire reason those things exist. That's why Spider-Man would always have, like, a weird, like, backpack that squirts water as the action figures. No. Like, just some random nonsense. My favorite Spider-Man toys were all these, like, spider bikes and spider quads and spider dune buggies. Yep, the spider buggy, that's a a comic book thing. Yeah, and they referenced that in, uh, uh, what's it, Into the Spider-Verse, which is great. Yep. All in all, like, I... There was a lot that I enjoyed about this episode, but I know that a massive portion of why I came away from this episode liking, uh, like enjoying this episode just in general, mm-hmm. is, well, number one, um, like uh, Classic Loki. Classic Loki's fantastic. You could pluck that story out and then drop it anywhere and it would still be a great time. The rest of this episode, however, and this show in general, I have liked for the same reason that I liked X3, the the third X-Men movie. <laughs> Somebody could like something from that movie. I like what? that oh. movie. It's all it's all cameos. Like, like it's ca- like as a person who who like like liked the comics already and everything, you're not watching that movie watching that movie. You're like, "Oh, that's supposed to be Psylocke. That's cool. I do like Psylocke." You know, like stuff like that that's interesting. That's fair. To me, that's why I liked X3. I don't know what Mitch's whole thing was about this. <laughs> I also, like, I don't like the fact that the show, to me, like, a lot of the beginning part of the episodes aren't aren't very interesting until you get to the end when it's like, all right, here's the big thing so you can come back next week, like, kind yeah. of thing. It's, it's anime. It's, it's like, anime. Honestly, in yeah. anime, the, the, the thing that happens in every anime episode, like um, like a long serialized thing, is essentially a recap of the previous episode to a certain degree, and then some events that happen, then a cliffhanger. Yeah. Okay. It is true. I don't Anything like else that, uh, <laughs> that we haven't brought up yet that anybody wants to talk about? Um, Mitch also likes um, Blade 3. So I do. His <laughs> for horrible endings to trilogies is well documented. Well documented. Um, I don't know. I feel like, dude, there <laughs> has to be something else from the videos that you wanted to bring up. You mentioning Blade right now makes me remember that you wanted to talk about the fact that they mentioned vampires in the last episode. Oh, uh, this is true. Oh, yeah. um, for this particular episode, I can't remember now if there was something else specific. I think I covered all the basics uh, on this one. I mean, we've been going, this is like the longest episode we've done in a while. So it makes sense that we've hit all the points. Yeah. <laughs> but there was a lot to talk about, which is great. Um, yeah. The fact that they could, she could enchant a cloud was interesting. I thought that was. I mean, it's not a cloud. It's a being. Oh. It's, um, it's a cloud. It's a cloud being. It's, it's a cloud-based cloud being. being. Yes. How dare you try to, try to, to pigeonhole life, Jess? <laughs> 
It's a, it's a state of matter, just like any other. Um, I actually, I guess in a roundabout way, that did kind of bring me up to one point I wanted to make is that this is now my favorite show that has to do with underground hatches and smoke monsters. Wow. I, mean, I feel like there's only one other show in that category. So, And it beat it by far. Yeah, the, the category before was just in a wash. Like, just don't. Uh, I mean, it definitely puts it in the if you're not first, you're last, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> if you have anybody else has any opinion on this show that you'd like to reach out to us, you can find me on Twitter. I am at Mitchipedia, G E M. G E M stands for Geek Elite Media. Stephen, where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me all across social media, some version of Peppermint Gentleman. For Twitter, that's Peppermint Gent. I haven't tweeted. Sorry. <laughs> Jessica? You can find me on Twitter as JM Bailey writes. John, you can find me on Twitter as at Magic Bollocks and tweet at me. Does Mitch like X three because he's a huge Brett Ratner fan? Let me know. Ouch. <laughs> Elizabeth, you can find me with the rest of Geek Elite Media at Geek Elite Media and our Facebook page forward slash Geek Elite Media. Check out our website geekleetmedia dot com for archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our network. And check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash geeklymedia for exclusive material that you can only get if you're one of our patrons. Mm. And whatever podcatcher you use to listen to us, please rate and review us. It helps spread the word of our network. Absolutely. If you go and like like if you go and like the podcast, uh, it does way more, unfortunately, than you just listening to push us up in the algorithms of stuff. Tell people about this podcast, whichever show on the network you like, and just subscribe. Stick around. Please. But until next time, this is the Geeks Watch on the Geek Elite Media Network saying always remember to geek, geek out. out. This concludes our broadcast. 